Welcome to Reflections, a limited series exclusively for Patreon supporters of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This week, we're recapping Season 5, Episode 7, titled RuPaul Roast. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one amazing co-host. He's my cyber boyfriend. Please say... Hello, hello! God, you look like the Black Pee Wee Herman. To Evan Ayers. Evan, what the fuck is going on with your microphone? Oh, there it stopped. Hi, Evan. Whoa. Hi. Your your microphone was doing the grossest things right now. It was like it was like it was like you were doing oh, ASMR. I wasn't show. even touching it. That's weird. Maybe there's a ghost in my room. What, I would love. I would kind of okay. I would love to have a ghost in my room. Let me tell you why. Oh, before we get anything, wait, wait. First of all, before before I tell you my opinion, what would be your opinion if you really had a ghost? Um, if I had a ghost in my room, I would feel really uncomfortable for the number of times that see me masturbate. Oh, really? Do you have any? Do you have a specific? I want to get back to this, but do you have a specific masturbation style? No. Like, it's, I mean, I, well, you might I'm, not know. Like, okay, let me ask you. This. Okay, we have a lot of questions here. Uh, One: Do you use lube? Sometimes, not always. Oh, not always. Okay. Next question: Do you just do? Because you know, I've been seeing a lot of masturbation videos lately. And I've never seen, it's weird that I've never seen this technique before. And I've seen it like three times in like the past three days, which is the guy holds his shaft, right? Almost like, so basically the, um, he's holding his shaft with his thumb on what would be the top of the shaft and his, uh, fingers underneath, right? Well, let's call that the, the standard grip. Okay. Okay. And but what he does though is he rubs the back of the head of his dick with but he doesn't move it, you know, like traditional traditionally for, for all the girls listening, traditionally what a guy does, I would say the 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 missionary position of masturbation grips is just um, not too tight, but just right. I mean, whatever you, whatever floats your boat. That, that's the part where you control the, the tightness. But the guy just moves up and down the shaft until uh, his penis ejaculates. All right. What I've seen recently is these people, they don't move the hand up and down the shaft, but instead take their thumb, okay, in the standard grip, but now they take their thumb and they. Basically, now all fingers are on top of the shaft, right? Almost as if you're holding your dick to you. And they're rubbing the back of the head of the penis just with the thumb alone. Almost as if they're thumb wrestling the head until they ejaculate. I've never seen that before. Is that something like... That's, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, what is your no, technique? No, I've never done that. What, but what is your technique for masturbation? Standard. So standard. The standard issue missionary style position of, of masturbation grips. Pretty much, yeah. Depends. Do, do you now? I you know I'm sure there's some sort of idea of virility or masculinity. So this is a loaded question. So I, I don't know if we're going to get an honest answer. A loaded question. Exactly. But do you when you drop a load? Is it a big load or is it does it trickle out? Or are you like a shooter? Are there ropes? What's the story with I'm your a, I'm a shooter? Are you really a shooter? Uh-huh. Big In, time. Yeah, it's but like problem. It's problematic. Why would it be problematic? It's just like, it's like, oh, wow. I didn't realize that that's where that went to. Crap. I need to like clean up. And this is, this is consistent. Not, I mean, it's not consistent, but like, it's pretty common. Yeah. 
Have you ever Consistent, shown? Consistency is dependent on hydration, of course. And that's, that dictates how far things go. Have you shot anyone in the eye? Yes. <gasps> Who? Well, does myself count? You've shot yourself in the eye? Yeah. Have you ever tasted your own semen? Accidentally, because I shot myself in the face. Why are we doing this? Why where are you? Where, where's the end? Where's the end all of it? Is the answer yes? I'm just, okay. Oh, really? Interesting. 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 Okay. But the point I was making is, I would love to have a ghost. I don't care if the ghost oh, yeah. sees me. Yeah. What's the ghost story? No. Anyway, would you be afraid to be? We were giving a joke. Would you be afraid if you had a ghost? No, I wouldn't be afraid. I just like wanted to pay rent. You know. If yeah. I have to pay rent, so does it. Didn't. Why are you telling jokes? No jokes. No, it's, it's not a joke. That's, that's really what I would feel. You say bitch. Oh, God. Okay. We're not getting real Evan today. Anyway, the point is this. I would love to have a ghost for a couple of reasons. One, if you realize you really have a ghost, okay, you've basically tapped into the answer to probably the biggest question in the history of the world, which is, is there an afterlife? And that would be confirmation that there is an afterlife, that the death does not mean the obliteration of the ego. Okay? Mm. So that would be like stoked. I would be like, yes, there is an afterlife. I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to start doing my thing, right? Next, I would really hope I get a gay ghost. And I was just talking about this with my parents the other day. I would love a gay ghost because he would clean the kitchen. Boo, bitch. Yeah, he'd be like, boo. But he would be... <laughs> Sorry. But he That's would, like, funny. clean the kitchen. And, like, deck. He, like, he would, like... He would just be really fierce. I would love to he's have like, a gay yeah, ghost. He'd, like, guilt you for not cleaning up your room. Or be like, you're yeah. really going to eat that McDonald's yeah, in bed super, right now? Yeah, super passive-aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I would love to have a ghost, and I would want it to be a gay ghost. Hi, yes. Evan Ayers. How are you? How, now, today, Hi. and I'm I, hope good. You, I hope you don't mind my sharing this, uh, today was the first day of your new job. Is that correct? It, correct. Yeah, I literally just sat down. I got home, like, minutes before we just went live. So, okay. yeah, I just got home for my first day. Okay, so now everyone is dying to know. We're going to answer the question, how was your first day at the new job? It was fantastic oh it was really? a really really good day yeah i had a real i mean it was the first day so it's kind of like the first day of school or like it's like syllabus mm-hmm. week or something so yeah. i didn't you know really do a whole lot aside from just like the general like onboarding stuff and yeah i went to lunch with my team but it was really great it's, it seems like a really oh, fun look company. at you went to lunch with my team they, like they took you to lunch because it was your first day or this is a typical yeah, thing why didn't they do that normally but like today was like a special occasion i guess oh um, where did you guys go to lunch went to this cute place called farmers fishers bakers in dc my office is in georgetown on the waterfront which is really nice and really it's really convenient because it's really far away from my apartment but it's a really cute location and do you take like a metro to get there or what do you do um this morning i uber at pool expressed because it was like three dollars and the metro in dc is not like most functioning cities where the metro charges you by distance and so oh, it would what? have been more expensive for me to me- would it, like, you know, like how New York, when you go to New York, it's just like a flat fee. Yeah, same thing with LA. Yeah, DC is DC is less efficient and is is by distance. So there are times where it could be like six dollars to go anywhere. Oh, um, really? It's weird. And then I, then I then I walked home though, so it was really good. I'm really happy. I'll I'll know more as the as the days go on. But I'm employed between that and my serving job. Mommy has double income. She's on the rise. And I'm, like, really, really happy to be back doing things. What are you serving? Looks? No. I'm just reading books. Stunting um, pretty? No. 
I'm oh, like everyone should know he is stunting pretty girl. What did I say to you when I, when you logged you on? Did. To you told me I looked very young. And, so, and for you, saying someone's young means they look good. So thank you. I, I will know. Take that. Such a fucking pedophile. It's disgusting. No. Anyway, um, ah. uh, yeah, Evan looks really thank good. You. Oh, maybe because it was your first day at work. So you were extra pretty my today. My first day at work. My loving boyfriend has come back to me. Oh, Dan's I, back? He's back. Oh, your, your poor liver. No. I drank yesterday. He didn't. He was good. He didn't want to. Hmm. He's he's like he's about to be in the same boat that I was when I got back from LA. We were like comparing how miserable like the transition from the time zone. Oh yeah, how did, how did but also how did he like Los Angeles? Oh, he loved it. He had a really good time. He went to some he was talking about this he went to this really ridiculous um wrestling match oh yeah like, yeah yeah the, the luchadors yeah yes he, he him and his brother and his brother's fiance went and he, he was like he called me he was like i just went to the best drag show of my life um and so he said that was really fun like you he came back saying that there's never going to be better mexican food anywhere in dc mm-hmm. ate a lot of tacos like guacamole so we had very similar um similar trips in terms of food consumption but he loved it out there oh good did he hang out with sonia you know, I, I told them to hit her up, and I think she was booked. Oh, all right. So. All right, well, this week, the library is open as the season five girls take a crack at reading each other to filth. Ivy Winters is too nice. Alyssa is too extra. Jinx and Roxy lay the foundation for their battle of the season. Jinx is supposedly narcoleptic. Roxy Andrews reveals she was left at a bus stop, and the girls all participate in the roast of RuPaul Charles. Alaska, Jinx, and Coco perform well, while Ivy, Alyssa, and Roxy Roxy struggle to get any laughs. In the end, Coco is named the winner of the challenge, and Alyssa Edwards, I gotta swallow and breathe at some point, and Roxy Andrews are forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. In the end, Roxy's tearful confession awakens the icy heart of RuPaul, and both girls are told, Shantae, you stay. Evan Ayers named two things you liked about the episode, and one thing... I did you not. You did not. Um, I have not a single thing I disliked about this episode. Oh, I have not one thing. I have a big. How did you miss this? I was like, oh, he's gonna steal my one thing. He's gonna steal my one thing. Well, okay. maybe. Okay, maybe. Okay, I watched this. I watched this twice, and it wasn't last time. Was last night. So maybe I'll, when you, as soon as you say it, I'll remember it. Okay, but yeah. I think this is arguably top five episodes of Drag Race of all time. Yeah. Perfect episode. I think I love the lip sync. I love the reading challenge. This was the original roast that was actually fucking funny even like the people who were terrible were funny like it just it was all all good for me what what's the one thing that you you didn't like that i would not like i'm gonna tell you and i had forgotten about i'm gonna gasp as soon as i i realized that i forget it i hate this motherfucking jeffrey moran from absolute vodka oh that bitch yeah 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 and when he does okay he does what does he do (laughs) It's just, you know, absolute through a bunch of money at the show, and they were just like, and Jeffrey wants to be on the show, and, and they're such a fucking big sponsor at the time, just when they were a tiny show. Yeah. That, I love this drink, and I love this sponsor. Yeah, and so they were like, oh, we have to have this fucker on the show. Because he started back, like, in season one, right? I think he's in season one or two, right? He starts there. I'm, I'm sure he is, yeah. But I think I recognize is, him from, from four. But this is his last season, and I think it's because... Um, he there was something he was upset about. I can't, I've read the drama. I've read the tea about this, and so absolute. No, maybe he left absolute, and then absolute p- 
pull. I don't know. Somebody might know the tea, but there's some sort of drama why, why they never came back and an absolute pulled its sponsorship of, of Drag Race. But he's so annoying when he walks down the runway and he has that like smug ass smirk on his face. I just want to fucking slap it off of him. And uh, uh, yeah, it was it was he was really really annoying. Okay, the two- I think it has something to do with their. This is also the last season that they offered that silly trip with the Alan Chuck dot travel things. Maybe that has something to do with it. It's also the last season of um, immunity. Immunity. No, Santino's in season six. It's the last oh, season right. of immunity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or wait, did they have immunity this season? This season, season five had immunity. Yeah, season six was no immunity because it yeah, was a big season. gag. Because it was like you're in smaller groups to start, and no one has immunity. Oh, okay. See, that's why I need people like you around. Hi. And then two things I liked about the episode: um, the reading challenge was actually really good. Uh, it's actually, I would say, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you that everyone was good across the board on the roast, but everyone was good across the board on the reading challenge. Uh-huh. Uh, Coco is pretty bad. It, but still better than, uh, Alyssa, my dear, I'm so, what is it? My darling dear, I can't stand it when you're near. Yeah. I don't know what was up, but that was from All Stars 2, for those of you who don't know. But also, um... And then another thing that I liked about the episode, you know, it's just like you. It's the whole episode is so fucking good. Iconic. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an iconic episode. It's boom, boom, right back to back. And I think, you know, what's funny is last year uh, when we first started doing Patreon, if you if you uh, donated at a certain level, you could record an episode, a private episode with me and Taylor. And one of the – and most people just wanted to talk to us and record it, right? No one actually uh. really wanted to do an episode except one guy – who wanted to do season five, episode eight, the the one about the scents where they created their own fragrances. Yeah, yeah. And that's a really solid episode. Like, it's just like a boom, boom, boom. Are there any weeks? I don't remember the season as well. Are there any weak season five episodes? Um, season even five episode, episodes that are weak. Even episode one, which has the iconic bus thing, that's amazing for just how stupid it is. Episode one is amazing. Um... I can't remember what the challenge is for episode two. That the one with the kid show? Is that the kid show? No, that's episode three when Monica Beverly Hills goes home. Um, And that's like episode two is iconic because Monica comes out as transgender. Oh, yeah. I, I, if there's a bad episode of season five, I can't think of it. Let me look at the roster real quick. Okay. Um, You look at that. And so uh, if if there's another thing about the episode, I mean, this is where we get, you know, Jinx, and we'll talk about this later, is supposedly narcoleptic. It's like all these things I remember. It's it's funny because it's almost like the greatest hits of season five are all in this episode. Because even though this isn't the big showdown between Roxy and Jinx, we see in the uh, mirror moments, that's what the mirror moments is, is laying the groundwork for that battle down the road. This is the first time we ever see uh, any of that is right here. Right. And... Um, uh oh, you know what I mean. Let me just make sure to do this right now. And then also, uh, what else? We this in this episode, yeah, we get. I mean, we get the amazing lip sync. Yeah, we get Coco being funny as hell. We get the crying, the bus stop story. Oh, the bus stop. The, the bus, bus stop. stop. You're right. Yes, we get RuPaul saying you get to we get to choose our family, which yeah. is something I say all the time. And then also, like, we get, you two are show. What well, you two show me is the 
passionately <laughs> yeah. looking for. The passion I am looking for. Yeah. Yeah. We get that. We get fucking we get Alyssa like for the first time like laughing at herself and like the Oh you know, yeah. Oh, oh, oh I can't. Yeah, oh, I yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, and shut the fuck up with no knowledge of drag. Like it's just it's all there. It's all there. It's like the, when Alaska kind of starts to Oh, pick she's it up to a break bit. away from Alaska talks. This is her, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's yeah, this is like the precursor to All Stars too. Very good choice. After Jade's elimination, Coco is relieved that she was safe, but shaken by the fact that she was so close to elimination. Ivy Winters is congratulated on her win. Roxy is starting to get annoyed with Jinx, and Alaska is frustrated because she has yet to win a challenge. The next day, Alaska separates herself from Alaska Talks just before RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. Ladies, in the great tradition of Paris is burning, get ready to visit the library, darling. <laughs> because reading is what? Fundamental. That's right. That's right. The girls read each other for filth, but it was Alaska who took the challenge as the winner. I don't want to read these girls. I love them so much. All right, let's go. (laughs) Alyssa Edwards, Miss USA. Oh, wait. (gasps) Why are you laughing? Detox. You're so seductive, but unfortunately, it's illegal to do it with you because most of your parts are under 18 years of age. (laughs) Long story short, the season of the fish smells like trout. I don't know what came over me. Evan Ayers, uh, your thoughts on this reading challenge, your thoughts on the teaser with Coco and Ivy and Roxy and Alaska and just separation from Alaska talk. So much happens in this episode. So much happening. I know. We have an embarrassment of riches. And, and so yeah. this, I, I, you're going to be mad. We're not going to pull all the clips that you would want. I'm just going to pull what we need to pull today. Yeah. So uh, what were your thoughts on everything that happened? Um, I thought that, first of all, I thought that Michelle was really, really intense when she yelled at them for being in that little group. But I think, um, Alaska was smart and doing what she did. And again, this is kind of where you see her start to ascend to her greatness, even though she doesn't win this challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the reading challenge you said was really good. Um, freaking Alaska murdered it. And mm-hmm. we've seen Queen's and following seasons kind of pull that chick where they're like, Oh, I don't want to do this. And then they like put the glasses on and they turn to this, like, you know, mega bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the first one to do that. Re- I was, I actually thought Roxy was funny, which was surprising to me. Cause she's not comically challenged at our comically gifted at all. Because I think she felt more relaxed there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there's no, there's the stakes like, like there. rhyme set up. Maybe that's yeah. why. Um, and then who else? Oh, my favorite, my favorite moment still, and I always watch this, or my, I always think about this moment, is when Jinx can't even finish her own read about um, Detox's face having the chicken mask. Oh, yeah. Well, she like, starts to laugh. That, that still is the funniest thing to me. I don't know why. But, yeah, I th- I'm super solid. Um, yeah, I don't know what the other question was. But, again, so much going on. Such a great episode and built up for it to be drama later. Yeah, you know, it, like I said earlier, time I may have blown my load. It seems to be the theme of this episode earlier. But this is, as far as I could see, probably the strongest overall reading challenge that I've seen. I don't remember the season three one that well. Um, but season two is, is season two the first reading challenge? 
Uh, no, yes. they, they may have done it in season one, actually. But I don't think, I don't remember. But uh, the point is, this is the strongest one that I've seen. And uh, just consistently across the board. Have there been better ones? Yeah. I like, would, yeah, I would argue six is almost as good. Across the board? Mm, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. But, like, they haven't been that good recently. No, <laughs> no, no, no. And, again, because recently, this is a fixture that you come to expect. You, we've, mm-hmm. they've re- these, This is, like, where it shows where it, why they repeat some of these challenges. Like, this yeah. roast was so good unless they tried to replicate it, and it didn't really work. And then this was probably the first reading challenge that was fucking hilarious, and which is why, it's, you know, I feel like if which it was... Which is funny, because fl- RuPaul doesn't really laugh that much in this one. True. And then, you, yet their episodes. Do you, do you, do you think he? But you think he knows people like when he laughs, and it's all fake. No, I think that they're genuine. But I think it's fake now. I think, I think maybe season now. six it was for real. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and I think ever since then we got a good reaction. He's like he now like hams it up. Yeah. Well, like when Darian Lake reads a door for being dumb, and he just fucking loses yeah, he it. loses it. Yes, yeah, so maybe season six he thought that one was funniest. Um, so is season seven, because season seven has some strong ass queens, especially towards the end. Is that, how's that, um, uh, reading challenge? Um, it wasn't that great. Cause we had like, you had Miss Fame who wasn't that funny. But you have Katya. Katya uh, was good. I feel Kennedy would be good at it. Kennedy? I thought Kennedy was just kind of bitchy on her. She was funnier. No, I don't really remember. I don't remember Kennedy's reads. Okay, I know. Now we, now we gotta pull was, it. Now we gotta pull it up. Hold on for a second. I gotta, I gotta move some things around here. Uh, let me change that to this. I'm gonna pull it up. So, what episode? Uh, let's, see, let's see how good Evan is. Can you tell me the episode? It's the episode after um, the one that Trixie returns in. I think it's called. Um, so is Trixie it's not, in the reading challenge? Yes, because Trixie's oh. it's, it's not. It's not conjoined twins. I think it's the John Waters challenge. If it's not John Waters, it's. I think yeah, I think it's the John Waters challenge. Now, in the great tradition of Paris is burning, the library is about to be open. Because reading is what? Fundamental. All right, here we go. This is season seven. Here we go. The reading challenge. First up, Ginger Minj. Okay, I'm thinking this is going to be good. She's Ginger. Here we go. Trixie Mattel. Making fun of you is like shooting clownfish in a barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, that's about as fishy as you'll ever be. Not bad. Miss Fame. I think everything about you is so original. Except for those lips, those cheeks, and oh, everything you present to the judges on the runway. (laughs) That's just mean. Pearl. Uh Katya, here we go. Now that you come out of your shell, maybe you could use that as a butt pad? (laughs) Violet Tchotchke. You keep training those corsets, girl. Pretty soon your waist size will be lower than your IQ. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Fame. You are such a talented makeup artist. I have never met anybody who's able to shove their head so far up their own ass without smudging their eyeliner. (laughs) Ginger Minge. Judge, I thought you should bring your black hairspray down further. Full coverage. (laughs) Your hair could more like that either. I must be hungry for the dick if I think Thursday. Survey looks like the back of it's the jerk, not the <laughs> Katya. Oh, where do you tricky. get your outfits, girl? American, apparently not. <laughs> That's not bad. Ginger Minge, 
Girl, did you ever save Andrew? <laughs> I don't believe rumors. Kennedy Davenport, you've got your eye. <laughs> Crazy. Confused. The same is yum, dumb, and full of cap. <laughs> RuPaul. Oh, oh, no, you know about. I mean, what about Trixie's wasn't bad. Uh, Trixie won the challenge. She was very funny. Oh, she did. Yeah, she should have. Uh, yeah. Uh, main challenge next. RuPaul announced this week's main challenge. Ladies, for this week's main challenge, I'm going to get a lead. Me. Uh, you'll be competing in the RuPaul roast. In the workroom, Alaska works with the girls to determine the lineup. Ivy is worried because she's not mean enough for a roast. Jinx decides she's epileptic, and Alyssa is annoying everyone with how extra she is. Oh my gosh, y'all. I can't do it. I'm going to have to rewrite it. I'm going to read y'all the beginning of mine. Tell me if it's too much. RuPaul, where should I start? With the cracked out beginning of your career or the cracking of your voice at every live performance? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Actually, unpack here, even though we had this clip. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I've I've some thoughts as well, but uh, you know, we have Alaska. She comes up with the lineup. We have Ivy. She's worried because she's not mean enough, and Jinx and the narcolepsy and Alyssa being weird. What are your thoughts uh, on this whole set? I mean, I think this is. Whole, I mean, it's hilarious for sure. But my question is, do you? I think you don't think that uh, I uh, that Jinx has narcolepsy. No, I don't think she's narcolepsy at all. Really? No. Why not? Um, That's really what I want to talk about. Okay. Um, one, ever since the show's been on, she's never just... Fall- you don't ever hear sort of like, wow, Jinx was at a show and she just fell asleep. You know? Like, it just it's just like it never gets mentioned anymore. It was like... In fact, does it ever come up again after this episode? No. Uh, I think it does one other time, but it's in passing, I think. Yeah, but but it's one of these things where it's like, it came up like... I think, look, the girls are tired. You know, yeah. we know that they're exhausted. Uh, I think that's why Roxy kind of broke down. I think these girls are exhausted at this point. And I think Jinx just makes shit up. I think this is the... It, it's weird because, oops, I, I feel like Roxy should have been more aware in the season of how she was being presented on the show or how she's coming off. Uh-huh. But I've read interviews with her when she's talked about it, when she used to talk about it. And she said that Jinx used to frustrate her because she was one way when the cameras were on and another way when the cameras were off. And that's why she was so upset, was that that's not how Jinx behaved when the cameras were off. That Jinx was very aware of her character and, and that Roxy was so frustrated because she was so not real. And that's why Roxy was so angry. And I think this narcolepsy is a is evidence of that. I don't think it's real. How can we, in the five or six years since the season's aired, we've never heard ever again about how Jinx is narcoleptic. We've never heard about her falling asleep at a show. We've never heard about, we've, we, we don't hear about it anymore. Well, yeah, and I think, like, we, I mean, it's amplified here because, like, you, obviously, like, they're working, like, 12-hour days. I'm assuming she takes medicine for it. Are they allowed medication when they're on the show? Well, I'm sure if there's medication for this, it is, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. But, but I wouldn't, like, I know people, yeah, I'm, that's a good point. I just don't think it's real. There's that bit, there's that bit too where she like pretends to fall asleep like in the yeah. interview and they in the confessional. It's awful. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah, you're right. The other thing I want to talk about, it's gonna come up again later. There's, we're gonna have a, a second part to this. Is there's this weird thing where okay, so when you're doing a comedy show, 
All right, just a standard comedy show. Like when you go to a comedy club, it's always a host, a feature who does like sometimes they might have a guest, and the guest is like usually like a, an up and coming comic who might do five minutes. But usually uh-huh. the host does like ten up front. If there's a guest, he does five or she does five. If not, then they go into the feature who does twenty, and the headliner does forty-five. That's your standard issue comedy show at like the Improv or you know, uh, in the east on the East Coast it's called because the left of the on the west of the Mississippi it's called the Improv, and then the, to the east it's called something else. Who cares? But your standard issue comedy show is that's the way it works. Okay. Uh. And when you're doing that, the reason the host is so important is you're right. The host gets 10 minutes up front, and it's called in the comedy business. It's not the official title, but you'll hear people say, taking the bullet. I'm going to take the bullet. And right. Because you know everyone's getting into the room. This is, But this is why it sucks. They're not, you know, they're getting used to seeing a comedy show, so they're just getting there. They're ordering their drinks. They're ordering their food. They're like, you have to get situated to doing a comedy show. And so the host is just going to have to work harder, not get as many laughs. And it actually makes you a good – I was a host for a long time. It makes you really, really good because you have to really, really bring it and warm the audience up for the feature. And the feature warms the audience even more, getting them laughing for the, so the, for the, the headliner can take them home, so to speak. Right. That's the way a standard comedy show works. So, yeah, it sucks to go first. Here's the thing. Roasts break the rules. So actually in a roast, you want to be first. You want to be first. I feel like I've talked about this in the show before because you're all talking about the same thing. And so wow. the first person gets all the good jokes. And what's funny is Michelle, and it comes up in the show where like, I think Alaska knows this because Alaska's too good and too um, polished at this, at the reading challenge and this, that to, to say, oh, I've never done this before. I think as a drag queen, especially the way Alaska is, she has done many roasts, you know? Yeah. And so I could see why Coco's never done one or, or Roxy's never done one because they're look queens. But Alaska's the kind of queen that probably, you know, did a lot of drag bingos and does a lot of roasts, you know. And yeah. so she knew, I think she knew, you want to go first. That's the best. She was like, okay, I guess I'll go first. And everyone was I'll like, I'll take oh, the bullet. Yeah, I'll take the it. bullet. Yeah. But she knew. And Mich- what's funny is Michelle, even in her, in, in her table visit with Alaska, is like, bitch, you're going first? I'm like, yeah, she's, she's smart. She knows what she's yeah. doing because then she gets to do all the good jokes and everyone after her has to change their jokes or adjust their jokes or be better than her because she set the bar. That's what you want. The earlier you go in the roast, the better. The shit job is the last position and that's where you put your strongest comic. That's why Lisa Lampanelli, when she used to do the roasts on Comedy Central, that's why she always went last because she was so good. It didn't matter how many people fucking went and what jokes they did. She was going to cry it you know interesting so before the, she had a meltdown or after lisa lampany had, had a meltdown it didn't she like go crazy on like an audience or something like there's she a did, video of her going crazy oh, i think she goes like, crazy all the time but maybe she did so anyway the point okay. is the first is the easy and it gets it gets increasingly harder and it requires more skill so alaska knew what she was doing when she did yeah that. and by the way notice coco who wins was like third yeah, she's right after Roxy. Yeah. So, and Roxy told no joke, so Coco gets a good position. So the point is, it's, it, the farther down the road you go, the harder it is. Uh, Michelle actually addresses this, contradicting herself later. But th- So that's my position on the Alaska lineup thing. Ivy's just too nice. Yeah, she's just too nice. 
There's nothing to say about yeah, that. She said, I mean, she was like harmless. So speaking of fairies, hey, Les Beverly or whatever, that was cute, but it's not like not mean. Yeah, I don't think I don't. But you would think because Ivy's like a magician and an acrobat or something weird like that, right? Yeah, she does stilts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think she's more like a weird sort of like carnival person. I don't think she does like. No, she's she's a carny for sure. She's yeah, not she's, funny. She's not a funny person. So and then I gave my thoughts on the narcolepsy. And then Alyssa, I just think this is just proof positive that Alyssa's amazing television. Yes, because even though she sucks, it's so fucking funny. It's not it's funny. It's so funny. Because like, she thinks she's killing it. She, she thinks, she's thinks she it. is just crushing them. And like they're not even laughing, and she's laughing so hard at her own joke, and no one else is laughing. Holding on to the microphone, like she's yeah. just like seconds away from getting blown away by a thunderous laughter. Yeah, it's crazy. <sighs> anyway, because it was the roast of RuPaul, who better to deliver the table visits than Michelle Visage? First up, Roxy Andrews is struggling with her jokes. Hi, Roxy girl. Hi, Michelle. Does this challenge make you nervous? Reading is something I've always done to the queens of the bar. You know, they think I'm a mean girl anyways, but... How do you plan on reading somebody like Rue? Her music, how she sings. How does she sing? It's auto-tune. Auto-tune seems to be a common thing so far. So you might want to listen, and if something's repeated, take it out. Or make it funnier. Than the person before you. Yes. But I can be funnier than Alaska. (laughs) Keep it funny. That's all we can tell you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You know why that's funny? She proceeded to be Alaska in All-Stars 2 and was not funny at all. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Next, Alyssa Edwards doesn't realize she's struggling with her set. Alyssa Edwards. Miss Michelle, the first lady. How are you? I love it. Are you a funny queen, Alyssa? With, With reading, some people could take it personal. Okay, they can take it personally if it's not funny. But if it's funny... You're almost mm-hmm. forgiven. It's like giving a pass. Right. But, you know, when you're with your friends and you're like, girl, that outfit is tired and ridiculous. Right. You look late. Bitch, you need to go change. That's not a joke. That's a read. It is, but it's still being funny. It's not a joke. Not a joke. No. And I've taken it personal before because I had a girl in this competition tell me I was fat in my costume. It's not a joke gotta be funny okay it has to be joke after joke after joke all right so i'm gonna let you go back to your work thank you Michelle. all right baby good luck now we all know what Alyssa's referring to when she said a girl called her fat what was she referring to evan she was referring to the iconic um back rolls that jade said that she had meat sticking out of the side of her yeah exactly uh, but she, but, but she, but then she literally just proved the point she was like yeah i've been called fat which is mean before but and so she literally, you know what I mean? Like she doesn't even realize that like what she's trying to say is that being mean is not a read. Yeah. Um, and then going to prove my point about Alaska, Michelle in talking to Roxy says, you know, other people are going to make jokes and you're going to have to rewrite them. Everyone's yeah. talking about the auto tuning. I'm like, well, if you get that, then you realize it's good to go first. Cause you get to do the joke first. You just um, love that Michelle's wrong here. You're like, yeah, I also like when she was fat. Even though she looks really good in the table visits. She's fine. I think sometimes she just looks bigger because like when she's sitting behind that table, everything gets sucked up, you know? Her yeah, I don't, there's something going on behind the table. Because she looks fat and behind the table this episode, but she looked great in the table visits. Uh, any thoughts on the table visits, Evan? Like any thoughts that maybe something I didn't pull? Maybe when she was visiting with somebody else or with Roxy or with Alyssa? Any thoughts there? 
Um, I don't even remember who else she visits on the table visits, but no, I think she, I think we nailed it. I think, yeah, we nailed. No, who, who better? I guess I was going to say, wonder why RuPaul wasn't doing the read doing the table visits, but that. Well, how does RuPaul give advice? Well, make fun of my auto tune. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. On the main stage, the girls each got a chance to get some time with comedians Bruce Valanche, Devin Green, and Nadia Ginberg. First, Alyssa Edwards confused them with her lines. Okay, Mr. RuPaul Charles. After your less award-earning role in Star Booty, you should not only sashay away, but jump off a damn cliff. <laughs> I think in the general rule in a roast is... It's great to be evil, but it has to be funny. You gotta have a couple of jokes, seriously. Santino, will you please shut the fuck up with your no drag knowledge (laughs) mouth? Your no drag knowledge mouth. Do you have any more jokes? (laughs) And those are her jokes. (laughs) Jesus, I can't. Oh my god! All right. Um, I also love, I I love that Devin Green was on this. Okay, so l- let me tell you this. I want to not tell you. I want to ask you, who's Devin Green? Because I'm a mutual friend with her, who's like really good friend with her. And I go, she was on Drag Race. Who the fuck is she? I only know who she is because I legitimately I the one of the funniest videos I've, I've ever seen in my life is her shtick where she does the Welcome to My Home cover parody. I've never seen any of her stand up. I've just only seen this one clip where she. There's some famous woman with like model of the eighties and it's called welcome to my home. Mm-hmm. And she just like, she dubs it and it's, I'll send it to you. It's fucking hilarious. I still quote it to this day. Um, and and, like, it, and I, so I you, guess Jinx was a big fan of that as well. Right. Yes. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you, you may or may not find it funny, but it's, it just, it was like a big staple for me, like in high school with my friends. Mm-hmm. And so I only knew who she was through that. But, and what about I, Nadia Ginsburg? What do we know about her? I don't really, isn't she Ruth Bader's like, don't tell, jo- don't tell jokes. Um, I don't know much about her, but I, 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 yeah, I don't know anything about her. Let's see here. But. Nadia Ginsburg. Let's see if there's any kind of uh, stand-up on her out there. I don't know who she is. Okay, found her. I, rec- I mean, I recognize her she, face. Oh, she's a, oh, she's an impressionist. Okay, we're playing one of her things. She's doing Madonna here. On her break from MDNA tour, Madonna enjoys something. I don't know. We need to find out if Pussy Riot's on Twitter. Do you like your paint? A lot of it is the look. Tell me the truth. All right? But why would you have a person who does impressions... Why would you have a person who does impressions judging a roast thing? Yeah, it's weird. She's a sketch comic. Okay. I think... I think... And I think... Um, Devin Green might be a sketch, sketch comic too. Yeah, she's. Yeah, Devin Green's also a sketch comic. Why would they have sketch comics talking about? The show was new enough where I don't think they really. Yeah. Hmm. But Bruce Valanche is a person you definitely want uh, uh, yeah. doing this. But uh, that's, that's, I, remember that's, his, I remember his shirt being really funny. I can't remember what it like. It oh, said it said something, something like, Does this shirt make me look frat though? Is that what it was? Yeah, it didn't say fat, or maybe it was the way the font was. It could be say, oh, the shirt making me look fat. It or... was like it was in Greek lettering, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, let's play the next one. Next, Roxy Andrews worried the the uh, the the coaches with her material. Okay, let's start with Rue. Uh, your laugh is as fake. 
<clears throat> as lead press on nails. They're sticky, annoying, and never fun. Then again, so is Alyssa Edwards. What do you call it when you flatline? You're dead. Yeah. Code blue. <laughs> more, more. What else? Yeah, what else? What are you Okay, uh, the other one I have for Rue is Rue. Your acting to me is very cute. Unlike all the girls that are left in this competition. Well, that's. Acting is cute. <laughs> it's just. It's not really funny. It's just an yeah. insult. There's a part here. I want to go back here. I don't think. I think it's totally chopped up. Let's. I want to hear it again. When she says, "What do you call when you flash line?" They go dead. I either I think it's taken out of context, or they said it when no, nobody was there. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I don't there's think, no way. There's no way that she said that to her face. I don't think they said it to her face. Or they could have been, like, in other words, someone could have said, like, RuPaul is so old, she's already dead. And then they're, like, trying to, like, uh, tag the joke. That's what it sounds oh, like. It's not, true. It's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not like they're trying to tag a joke. You know? Watch. Listen. You're dead. Oh, wait. I'll go back here. What do you call it when what? you flatline? You're dead. Yeah. Code blue. <laughs> yeah, see, it's, it, 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 yeah. It, 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 I don't think they more, said it to Roxy in the face. Yeah, I, I love your, I love your, sh- your shared enthusiasm of me of trying to expose like the the editing audio chops. Oh, the there's so much chopped up editing in this in this episode. So yeah. much, so much. You're I, mean, it's just, I mean, this is also untucked when it's like that too. So it's peak. Yeah. All right. Uh, this ultimately led to a despondent Roxy Andrews entering the workroom in tears before shuffling off to rewrite her set. I mean, we've kind of broken this up a little bit, but do you have any thoughts on this whole working with Bruce Valanche and Devin Green and Nadia Ginsburg? Um, no, I thought it was I thought one of them should have been in the, in the panel, I thought. Yeah, I, I think Devin Green is a judge on another episode, right? Or is this, is this the only time uh, she's here? I think so. I don't remember. Or this might be the only time she was there. But, uh, yeah, they should yeah, have... Yeah, it was fine. I mean, Roxy... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, well, Bruce should have been there instead of Jeffrey Moran. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's weird. It's bizarre that Jeffrey was there. Well, but exactly. Now I, see, I know I know why he's more annoying than we thought. Well, they, he probably is on this episode because he knows he'll get a lot of screen time because he's going to be at the roast yeah. and on the panel saying his stupid shit. And by the way, I realize it's an on-the-nose joke to call him Jeffrey Moron. I'm not going to do that. That's too cheap, and I won't go there. Well, it's also funny. You think about, will you please shut the fuck up with your no-drag knowledge? He's the one that she should have been saying that to, because then it actually would have been kind of funny. And do you see when Michelle like announces it's him? They're like, oh. Oh, ha, fun. Ha. Pretend to care. Pretend to know. Yeah. I would, I, you know, I saw Leslie Jordan trolling around West Hollywood one time, and I got so fucking excited. Oh, I think I adore him. He's yeah, so funny. I know. I um, love, I mean, he was, go ahead. The, I, I just him on Will and Grace was like yeah. one of the like first like big gay people ever. Not big gay people, but he's very funny. He's all he will always be Beverly Leslie to me. Even when he was on American Horror Story, he was Beverly Leslie. Go on. It's elimination day, and good natured ribbing from Coco to Jinx turns nasty when Roxy enters the fray. I don't think I deliver anything but what I deliver, and what I've been delivering lately has been a big old confusion. That's all bullshit. I'm not believing that. You ain't buying, Miss Roxy. She's selling, and you ain't buying. I ain't buying shit. You come across as I don't think I'm gonna win, but I'm just here doing good I until like I can't do good sometimes. anymore. I feel like sometimes when I do well in the challenges, I don't really get to feel that great about it because I get beat down on the runway. It's my own thing. I'm. Tackling. Girl, that's fake to me. You know what you can do, but you play the card as the innocent, 
I don't know. Maybe I'm in the bottom two, and I feel yeah, like you know. Like I, I, really I, I'm not acting when I say I'm insecure about things, though. Oh, Miss Jinx, you know exactly what I'm saying. You know what I know you're what you're saying, and I do not agree with you. It is not an act when I tell you I'm nervous about shit. That's how I feel. Okay, well, girl, if you're not going to take the constructive criticism and how I'm just trying to explain to you how I feel. Your thoughts, Evan Ayers. You know, uh, and initially, I'm she, Roxy is more awful later on in the season. I don't think she's being that awful here. If what you said is true, like if she felt that Jinx was being fake or whatever, then I think she's being fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like it's not that ridiculous for her to feel that way. I do think, though, she's just very insecure that she knows she's going to bomb this. Well, that's a very good point. Have they already done the roast by this point? No, they haven't. So, well, they're, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're getting in drag. But by this point, obviously, their sets are locked and they probably are feeling confident or not confident, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had their little meeting with the, the judge or the, the panel. So and we already know Roxy's scared. You're right. Yeah, that's they, exactly- and clearly Jinx has been told that she was good or things were funny, so... Yeah, but let me ask you this question, because you can hear Coco in the back room, like, egging around. So, obviously, Coco, at this stage, at least, agrees with Roxy. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, because I think, also, Coco's that queen that, like, I think Coco has a very, very, uh, at, at the time of this show, at least, has a very limited perception, kind of like Jasmine Masters did, of what drag what is. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's not glamour. And you know what I mean? So, I can see her, you know... She's a Vegas showgirl, and apparently you know, that's like a scene where it's you're a certain way, and if you're not, you're kind of crap. Mm-hmm. And Coco has yet to win a challenge either, so I'm sure she's all room. So, I don't know. All right. Well, at the roast of RuPaul, Alaska performed well, but Roxy followed and seemed to struggle. Thank you, Alaska. A tired, boring, weird, second-rate version of your husband. Oh. You know, RuPaul... Were they married? Who? Were, were Sharon and Alaska married? No, not at all. Yeah. Oh, you love it for all of us to call you our mom. How the fuck can I call you my mom if you're as old as my grandpa? <laughs> Michelle Visage, with that much makeup, all of your wigs, and oh, light on your face, maybe we should call you... Michelle Mirage. I love how she gets the the shade rattle before she even delivers the punchline. Oh yeah. Like I want I was just thinking I want to hear this redone with with laugh with a laughing track like Farah's. Also literally like Rufa, I want to thank you for having literally compare how like compare each set that they that what they air. Obviously they're going to cut so much from this. They literally only aired two things she said. Bring me here tonight. So you're saying, so what, are you it saying was, that it was it actually was, worse? I, I think it, it was so bad that that was like the best they could put up. Oh, no. I think there's probably stuff that was not as bad. Really? Or that was just bad, but it wasn't funny bad. Like that's like, here's like the worst of it. But I think it was all bad across the board. That's my opinion. Yeah. Next, Coco brought the house down with her characterization of a relative of RuPaul. Y'all, I'm so happy to be here. I've never been out the house. It's been a long time, y'all. I'm real good cousin from the Brewster Projects. She didn't know I was coming tonight. You didn't know I was going to be here, did you? <laughs> and Michelle, you go back with Michelle, father, then you go back with me. You knew Michelle when Michelle was Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm flipping through the channel. I say, you see, Rue? Rue on TV. I say, what? 
What the hell is he thinking? You know, at the beginning of the show, you come in a room, girl. Hello, hello. Girl, you look like the black Pee Wee Herman. Hands so hot. He look like he in New Orleans and Hurricane Katrina, girl. So Rue was clearly very amused by that. What were your yeah. thoughts on that, Evan? Coco is brilliant here for two reasons. Go ahead. One, she came, she knew that like she, she her coming in as a character, I think was very smart for her mm-hmm. because I think she, she herself wasn't very funny. I think it was smart for her to play this up. And two, she was smart because maybe whether or not she knew it, she went for kind of obvious jokes, you know? Yeah. Like her saying, oh, your, your pants are high. It looks like it's a hurricane coming. Well, like, that's not that funny, but like it's just it was a brilliant combination of knowing that RuPaul loves like stupid, stupid dad humor. And I, I just I mean, I, I, don't, I it took me a while. Actually, the first couple of times I saw the episode, I didn't even realize the the jab at Michelle, Michelle, when Michelle was Michael. That's funny as hell. Oh, you love that joke. I think it's yeah, I think it's funny. But yeah, I thought she did a really good job. I think that was I think this is one of the best like comedy performances that Queen's ever done on the show. Which is funny because she's like pretty much, not that she's a bad, she's amazing a lip sync, but this is the only time she's like really excelled in a challenge. She's either excels or she's like terrible, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Um, I thought it was fine. For some reason, I think I still would have gone with Jinx or Alaska over Coco. Um, also, I, here's my question, and this came up again uh, when they did the roast of Michelle Visage. But my question ultimately is, how much help do the coaches give the girls? Now, in the roast in season nine, in the roast of Michelle Visage, uh, the girls said that they had coaches or writers who came in and helped them, uh, some of them at least. And mm. they didn't show any of that. But here they, they show it. So, like, you know, each girl is alone with Devin Green. Uh, and Nadia and and Bruce Valanche. Do you think there's some girls that got help and then they, they knew not to help um, Roxy? And because don't you think Roxy is okay? Alyssa, I could see not taking the help, right? That she thinks yeah. her shit's so funny because she actually went up there and did that. We're going to hear it in a second. She actually went up and did the act, the way all the jokes she talked about are in there, you know? Yeah. But. I think Roxy was so desperate that if they would have written jokes, she would have written them down and done them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know what to speculate here because I, you are the one that told me that in the following season, like they wrote Trinity K. Bonet's whole thing. So it makes you wonder. Maybe they just gave it to. Maybe they were encouraged to specifically help certain queens more than others, or just maybe come up with better material for some over others. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, yeah, some of them, some of them were so bad. There is no way that like they would they would give like good feedback to one person or like if they could help Coco make that so brilliant. There's no way they would like let Alyssa walk away from a session with them with that crap, you know. Well, Alyssa, I could see just not taking the why, but why wouldn't oh, Roxy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't Roxy just write down those? Just go. I have to rewrite all my jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, but maybe know. maybe Coco did have it written down. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Anyway, Jinx killed, Ivy died, and Detox dropped some F-bombs. But it was Alyssa who stunk up the whole room with her terrible performance. I thought I had auditioned for RuPaul's next 
drag queen of the year. Little did I know I was walking into the largest cross-dressing convention of all time. <laughs> But this is about you, Mother Rube. From the cracked out nights in the bathroom or the cracking of your voice at every live performance. <laughs> This was the best bunch of people you could get to come judge. Can I get a gay man? Santino Rice, what the hell you know about winning something? <laughs> but you and Coco Montrese do share something in common, okay? And that's not only your foolish wardrobe, but being a runner-up, oh. don't get bitter, just get better. That's a weird edit there. I thank you, and good night. All right, your thoughts on the performance of Alyssa Edwards, Evan Ayers, oh, go. Just love that she thinks she's killing it. But yeah, it's just mean. It's just mean. And like mm. the thing is, like... And maybe here's maybe where Alyssa failed to uh, to take notes because maybe they told her like, "Hey, this is a funny thing. Like, you hate this girl Coco, and she has something in common with with um, Santino. Like, they haven't won anything. Work on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, or um, I, I I just I don't think that she she was terrible. It was so bad, and she and she does not think that she's she's bombing, which is so funny to me. I'm, So I'm st- now I'm just like stuck on thinking of whether or not they like they tried to help her or not. Oh, whether they- oh I don't. But because then if you think about them, what what's the point of having them just to have, have them judge have them judge her? Probably. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. What are your thoughts? I just think it's it's so wonderfully bad. It's just yeah. it's just it's well. This is what's bullshit is. I actually think they did some bullshit here. I think that. Um, One, the, the microphone wasn't feeding back like that. They've done that same sound with somebody else, too. That's always their go-to like sound oh, yeah. effect when they want to show someone is awkward and stuff like that. I think she did talk too close to the microphone, but I don't think that it was feeding back and all. It sounds so fake and artificial. So that's bullshit to do it to her. Two, I feel like they... It's funny. Is I feel actually that the, the cheapest thing that they did to Alyssa was not do stuff to her laughs. Does that make sense? So what I'm saying is I think that they sweetened the the laugh tracks for the ones that they wanted to um people to like, like Coco. Watch well let's let's play Coco's again, just for a little bit. Just for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I'm gonna play Coco's watch. Notice I, I want you to pay attention. Notice the, the the sound of the audience. I think it's important here. Listen. Y'all I'm so happy to be here. I've never been out the, the house. Laughs. It's been a long time, y'all. I'm real good cousin from the Brewster Projects. She didn't know I was coming tonight. You ain't know I was gonna be here, did you? <laughs> and Michelle, you go back with Michelle, father, then you go back with me. You knew Michelle when Michelle was Michael. <laughs> See, so, okay, listen to the current of that sound. Now, notice with Alyssa, you hear the room noise more. You hear, like, the... Like, I'm gonna stay quiet for a second. Watch, you'll hear the room noise here. You hear the fan going. It's hot. Okay, listen now. Listen to Alyssa. You hear the room noise in this one. I thought I had auditioned for RuPaul's next drag queen of the year. Little did I know I was walking into the largest cross-dressing convention of all time. (laughs) (laughs) But this is about you, Mother Ru. From 
the cracked out nights in the bathroom or the cracking of your voice at every live performance? <laughs> See, it sounds like a real was room. the best bunch of people you could get to come judge. <laughs> Can I get a gay man? See, that sounds like a real room. Yeah, so that sounds I, real. Because they bring in people who don't know the show. So the audience is like, they'll go to a senior citizen home, whatever they want, you know. But they just go like, oh, we just need people to come in to, to watch this show. So the, uh, if you think about it, these people have no context for the jokes. So they're not going to really laugh that loud at a roast of RuPaul. They barely know who RuPaul is, you know. Yeah. So, um, and there's all these inside jokes about Santino Rice. Like, why would they? So it makes sense that people are just laughing because they're in the audience. And it sounds like a real... It doesn't sound the other ones. They have that uniform sound that the way a laugh track sounds, you know. Um, so, so like, why? well, yeah, and I noticed. I noticed too. Not to cut you off, I yeah. noticed on um on Coco's like the first bit of laugh, like the laughing stops immediately with like in the first joke yes. and the second joke, like it's like clapping and it lingers. Yeah. It's it's it, the right sound. Like, look here, here's here's a laugh track, right here. And that's what it sounds like. Yeah. And uh, and then the other ones have the sort of sound of uh, the way people really laugh in, in a situation when they're when they're there. Uh, so I'm calling bullshit, but bullshit in the in the sense that they didn't do anything to it. And they're like, okay, and then we'll and we'll add. And I think to sort of disguise that, that's why they add the feedback noises and stuff to sort of make it sound as as real as possible to the other one com- and comparable as possible. So look, she was awful, but I bet you. I'll bet you Alaska and Jinx that they were funny and they knew that because they know the inside jokes. They know what should be funny, but yeah. the audience there may not have laughed as hysterically. Why would the audience laugh at at a joke about you know like Alaska random Saj giving hand jobs to the New Jersey Turnpike? They don't exactly. know Michelle Visage. Who, who, what? I don't get it. Right? Yeah. yeah. On the main stage, Jeffrey Moran and Leslie Jordan all joined RuPaul and the other judges as they critiqued the girls. After the judges deliberated, RuPaul brought back her girls and named Coco as the winner of the challenge. Later, she placed Roxy and Alyssa in the bottom two, forcing them into a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song... Whip my hair. I don't know why I just stopped the music there randomly. Just forgive me, everyone, for the doing yeah. that. Um, but whip my. You know what? I can only take so much of that song too. Um, whip my hair by Willow Smith. Uh, and then let's see here. Uh, both girls gave it their all, with Roxy making RuPaul history as the first queen to remove a wig while revealing another wig underneath, and thereby eliciting a gasp from RuPaul. Eliciting. Sorry. After the song was finished and before RuPaul could deliver her decision, Roxy Andrews was here to make one thing clear. Hi, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Are you okay? So many emotions. Mm -hmm. What's going on? I mean, nothing go ahead. No, tell me about it. You yeah. just hit me. No, no, please, please, please tell me about it. Like not feeling wanted and not being good enough. <laughs> I just feel like my mom never wanted me. And... <gasps> <sighs> 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 
my mother left my sister and myself at a bus stop when I was three. And I remember it like it was yesterday. And, and like, I come off as this strong character. I try to stay so strong, but I'm so weak at the same time. <laughs> Nobody cared. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> and you are so welcome here. You know, we as gay people, we get to choose our family. You know, we get to choose the people that we're around. As long you know as the cameras are on. Yeah. I am your family. We are family here. I love you. I love you. All right. I've made my decision. What you two did on this runway yeah. is the passion I am looking for. Shantae, you both stay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. And by, and by passion that she's looking for, she means exposing a personal struggle and breaking down and exposing herself in front of myself. Oh, yeah. So she got such a fuck. You know, that wasn't her. When she said we get to choose our family, that's her coming. That wasn't her crying. Oh, yeah. yeah. We get to choose our family. Yeah, literally. Evan Ayers, any final thoughts on this episode? Um, I hate ruining that dress. I've oh, yeah. I never liked it. Yeah. I thought, I think, um, I thought Sharon Needles wore it better season four in the snake episode. Um, the lip sync was stunning. And again, props to Roxy for knowing how to do a wig reveal. But we have questions about that, but finish all your thoughts. Um, the lip sync song is annoying, but again, like the, it's funny how like a lip sync song is best done where you can't even see their lips because they're both just shaking their head, their head so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of any of the other looks like really, like moved me, not really. Yeah, because we didn't talk about any of the looks. Were there any looks you wanted to talk about that you Ru- remember? Rue's look was very, very. I, I don't don't care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Alyssa, I was not a fan. Roxy looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Alaska was nothing special. I'm trying to think who else was was up. Yeah, nothing crazy. Now, you know, I watched the lip sync again today, and. Uh, I don't. I mean, I think Alyssa was fine, but it didn't seem like Shantae. You both stay worthy. Mm, no, but I think it was worthy because of the 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 moment with Roxy. It was the it was knew how brilliant T of TV Alyssa was, and it's the first season that they had a double elimination a few episodes prior. So I think that it made sense. Oh wait, who did they eliminate both? Who did they? Oh, honey, it was like Honey, honey and Mahogany and Vivian Panay are eliminated on this, for the first time. They're to double elimination. Oh, you see, so that one was probably spontaneous. Yeah, no, and they both. I think they both actually like did not like. They both pissed Rue off and that he sent them both home. Yeah, and I think this was like, oh, oh, this is a great. I mean, I, I mean, think about how long, how long was Rue off off the stage at the finale after the butterfly lip sync? Oh yeah, she must have been gone for forty minutes to an hour. Yeah, before making that happen. So if it I, wasn't I think the finale, exactly if it wasn't the finale, it would have been a double elimination. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, I have no final thoughts about the episode because I write the goddamn script, so I know I put everything yeah, I want to say in there. I, I mean, again, like we said, I think this is a perfect episode of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I think it was, again, this is a show in its prime. This is following up previous episode that was also exceptional. These characters are great. This is when you start to really see like the heart of these people. Rue, who just won three Emmys last night for the show, like Rue always talks about like this show being about the tenacity of the human spirit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, like Roxy's story here is like personifies that, like that whole narrative, whatever. I think this is when people started to watch the show and be like, holy fuck, these are real people and they're mm-hmm. very talented. And, you know, I, I, I just think that Roxy is so dynamic this season <clears> because <throat> she's such a bitch, but she's also like mm-hmm. obviously talented and very like troubled, whatever. And this is like the beginning of that. Do I love that what's come from this afterwards or Queen's just kind of like exposing or like kind of word vomiting all of their personal struggles? Yeah. Just like for a moment. No, but this one is special because I think it actually was sincere. Well, let me ask you this question then. Um, there actually, I have no question. <laughs> I, I really lost my train of thought. I know what it was. Sorry. So let's no. It is a question though, but it, it sounded like it was a question relating to this episode. The next episode that we are going to do, we are going to do a season four, episode four, titled uh, "Queens Behind Bars." Now, as you know, Evan, you and I have consulted, and, and you, uh, mostly you've chosen uh, what we're going to do. Is there a reason why you chose this episode? Well, I I think. I think you actually kind of pushed this one, but I, I I strongly agree with it because you and I both have appreciations of the the iconic lines that come from this episode mm-hmm. coming up. We get the it's the very funny prison episode. I think we get a very funny couple of like um, one liners that I don't want to spoil too much, but um. Yeah, I, I don't really know why in specific. I just think it's a funny. It's a, it's it's a it's one of the best acting challenges this just show has ever produced. I think it is. And and, I, well, yeah, you have a lot of great quotes because you know uh, we're, we're you're remembering get those nuts away from my face. But I you, think I I kind of like the smell. Yeah, I kind of like the smell, and then the ooh, with ooh. The, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, wait. Oh, and the green moment. Yeah. No. I. I. So I think the point is that season four is also really good. But I, I think this is a good like. Uh, it's a good like midway part of of, of that season. Um, well, you know it, and so that's gonna be. So everyone should know that's gonna be the next episode that we do is going to be that episode, season four, episode four, uh, girls behind bar or queens behind. What is it called again? Uh, I actually might it's be called girls. Queen. No, it's Queens Behind Bars. Queens, Queens Behind Bars. That's the one, too, where the people from Will and Grace. So everyone, now that you have the warning, go find. Now, episode, season five was tough because you can't find it anywhere right now. But season four, you can buy in iTunes. Season four, you can find. So the next one, season four, episode four, Queens Behind Bars. It's the one we're doing next week. Oh, yeah. The Will and Grace guy is such an asshole. Too, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, the uh, Max Muchnick or something like that. Yeah, yeah. From Will and Grace, he's an asshole to them. Yeah, so it's it we're because the re, you know why I thought this was an important episode. There was a podcast that didn't last very long. I can't remember what it was called. Girls but, of Film. No, <laughs> no. Uh, well, uh, girls, I have a Girls in Film announcement. <laughs> I've replaced the co-host. What? Yeah, 
It's going to be Larry Flick and Taylor Latte Boy alternating with me on Girls on Film. Sweet Michael is going to to take over uh, Dracula with me. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the point is that there's this podcast. I don't remember what it was called. I don't know how you can find it. I don't remember what, what they were doing was sort of brilliant. They chose that episode from season four, and every episode of the season that they did was that episode, but from a different drag queen's perspective so one episode would be from the perspective of latrice and then they would just talk about they would recap latrice's storyline on that episode then they recap you know oh. you know uh um what's the name of that woman with the ooh, i can't remember her name madame laqueer storyline so every episode was a different queen's because it's, it's actually early in the season so a lot of them are still there Oh yeah, and then that's Dieter Rich is like super funny on there. Yeah, that, that's a really good episode actually, and that's where Will and like yes, everyone season four episode four Queens behind bars. That's the next episode. It's going to be a good one. And so while that concludes this week's episode of Reflections, a limited series from RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Be sure to join us next week when we recap, like we said, season four episode four Queens behind bars. Until then, for Evan Ayers and myself, stay away. Until next week. I thought you were going to think of a new, sl- a new slogan. I know, and as I was saying, wait, and, until next time. Oh, Why don't you do what I do? Like, why don't you pick a quote from this episode? Oh, okay, okay. Um, until next time. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, here we go. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Here we go. Whoa, until wait, then. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Um, okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. All right. Until then, for Evan Ayers and myself... Will you please shut the fuck up with your no-drag knowledge mouth? Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at dragracerecap.com. You can follow Evan Ayers on Instagram at Evan M. Ayers. That's E-V-A-N-M-A-Y-R-E-S. And on Twitter at Nobody Cares. That's N-O-B-O-D-Y-C-A-Y-R-E-S. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. And you can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at Catching Up Podcast and wherever you get your podcasts.